This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Did you know that tens of thousands of German businesses already use Shopify? The all-in-one commerce platform that allows you to start, run and grow your business. With Shopify, you can set up your online shop in a breeze. No coding or design skills required. Try Shopify for free and present your business idea to the world. Visit shopify.de slash podcast 23. Woo! Yo, welcome back to Separate Bedrooms. Today, we have a very fun guest, Bao Nguyen, one of my favorite documentarians he made. Bruce Lee B. Water, and he did inform me today that we are taping on the 50th anniversary of Bruce Lee's death. So much respect to Bruce. Much respect to Bao. We're making Loco Mocos today. Are you excited? I'm very excited. You also have a, we had just spoke, you yes. know. Um, Jane Birkin has passed away over the weekend. We had just spoke. So this is hitting me. Pretty hard. Are you going to post the text conversations you guys No, have? I would never. No, okay. I would never like blow up our spot like that. Okay. But um, I will be wearing my fake Birkin this week, all week. So if you see me. Yeah. In my Firkin. Should we show them the Firkin? The Firkin's downstairs. Oh, can't do the Firkin. I know. I know. It, it was up here, but it has moved downstairs. Yeah. But yeah, if you see me in my Firkin, you know what's up. Yeah. Big tribute time. Okay. I would also like to say it is the weirdest thing online to like when somebody dies, post the most recent text message. We had just spoke though. Yeah, we had just spoke. I, I feel like if I went to another realm, I don't know if I would want First of people- First knock on wood. Yeah, let's I knock on wood. With that right now. Yeah, but like, I just want everyone to know, maybe like don't post the most recent text. I would post what an entire you, DM thread actually. Like would? I would screen record, I would go and I would just, I would do all of it. And like with the content, like everything you said in relation to the memes that you sent me, I would be like, we had just, we literally had just spoke. I would be down if you chose like the greatest hits, like the funniest shit, like the most foul texts I've ever sent you. That would be fire. No, I wouldn't even I would go like text. I would go way, Instagram but... DM. Cause our texts are like, can you get Bring me, water, can you get me yogurts? Water, you got water? Do you have you a Capri Sun? Capri Sun Pacific Cooler upstairs? But our DMs are actually like kind of funny. The DMs are funny. Yeah. Kind of funny. You got some fun, you got funnier DMs? Somebody's, no. somebody's got better jokes? No, I actually have my DMs set to you. Who had just the, spoke to you're you. You're the only person that can DM. Good. Yeah. I like that. It's completely I like blocked. That. The only I like DMs that. I get are from eddie now we know if if anything were to happen and somebody else is like we had just spoke they lied because only i no one had you. just spoke to me no one had just spoke no one had just spoke so i had just fried onions in here and butter i had just <laughs> i had just fried these <laughs> onions so that's the first part of this recipe I, I didn't want you guys to watch me frying onions i'd rather be like we had just fried the onions we had just fried in them. butter and i saved the flavor of it um Really nice, sweet onions. Uh, also, this is, I'm calling this the Trader Joe's 
chinua loco moco because i'm doing like a little chinua gravy mm. like kind of hong kong style that julius likes because julius is in the building and um everything here is from trader joe's this is the grass-fed trader joe's beef these were the like sweet maui onions from trader joe's Amazing. um everything up in here today is trader joe's because i had just gone to trader joe's I mean, as always, shout out to Trader Joe's. Shout out Trader Joe's. Buffalo chicken dip. We also have an idea. Let us know if you guys want to see this, but we want to make the Trader Joe's seven layer dip. So if you want that to be the next recipe, yeah, let us find out. Well, we have some thoughts too. We have some like fun things we could play with because I'm getting aggressively pregnant. Mm -hmm. And as things progress, we're just getting a little bit lazier up until the baby comes and then we'll like put it back on and do some real shit. Yeah. But until then, I think we're, we're going to do- 32 weeks into this pregnancy. We're 33. 33? Yeah. 33 weeks in. have this baby. So a couple of these episodes coming up, guys, maybe things like Trader Joe's seven layer dip. Mm -hmm. You may get a Del Taco Taco Bell face off. You know, we're going to be doing slightly different things. It's going to be cool, sexy and fun for sure. But the vibe is always we had just spoke. Yeah. We had, we had just been at the Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. But babe, there's some good news today. Oh. There's some like crazy things happening. Talk to me. Talk okay. to me. What's up with the news? So you literally have to live under a rock if you haven't heard of the strike. Oh, yeah. There is now, a double strike. There's a double strike. So it's not only writers. Now it's actors. And for good reason, for sure. Some of our favorite actors, some very famous, wonderful actors are on the side of the street if you drive by right now yeah striking for the people giving it their all you know just we stand with the actors we sure. are the right i just paid my wga dues yesterday i would just call the police and keep it pushing like i think i would just have to be like wow so shout out we WGA. Stand. we stand yo yeah thank you for keeping us insured yep um, we had just paid our dues yeah no but there was an interesting take from bethany frankel Oh. who is an ex-Real Housewife of New York. She created the Skinny Girl Margarita. Oh, I she like her. She created Skinny Girl, yeah. She's I like, like her. She went on TikTok or whatever platform she had, and she had this interesting take. She was like, I don't get why the reality stars aren't striking. Because historically, in 2008, I think it was 2007, 2008, the last actor strike for SAG, she was like, reality boomed all these reality stars started, reality shows popped up, reality stars started becoming super famous, Kardashians, like all the things. Yeah. And she was like, they're the most exploited group of people in entertainment. Like they get paid nothing. They're kind of like putting it all on display for you and they get no residuals. That guy on 90 Day Fiance got paid nothing to have no neck. Yeah. Like seriously. They should have at got least bought him nothing a neck. And got like ran through. He got ran through. Everyone on that show. He got ran through. And it's crazy. She was like, we generate hundreds of millions of dollars collectively. I agree. Just like across the board. As and brands. in a way, they're scabs because when everyone Who, else reality? is striking. Yes. Yeah, and it's not their fault. But I'm saying the studios are like, go buy reality. Go buy non-scripted. No, for sure. But that's what you she know? was saying. She was like, this is your chance to unionize. Fight for what you want because they are going to turn to you now. Like, you shouldn't you know, just keep going with whatever contract you have, like yeah. lean in, know your worth. 
As Fran Drescher said, feet. stand on the right side of history. Yeah. We had just spoke, me and Fran. I love Fran. But, yeah. Fran was the first, like my, like, my first television crush was Fran. I mean, for sure. If I was Fran Drescher, yeah. I would trade in my need for residuals if they would just allow me to have the entire wardrobe from Ooh, the show. The Ooh. Like archival Moschino, all this good Ooh. shit. But I feel like her residuals is worth a lot more. Like a lot of young men I'm just saying personally, that would were be... humping the couch to that show. No, but do you know that people didn't know, like young kids now don't know that Fran was supposed to be hot. Like they don't know that the nanny was supposed to be like a hot girl. Oh, she's fucking hot. I know. She I was... think she was the hottest ever. But there's people like on the internet that are like, she was supposed to be hot. Like I didn't get it. Like in like, a way, she kind of did Carrie Bradshaw before Carrie Bradshaw and was sure. much better at it. Like for sure. she was, a, that was like, as a young man, I was like, that's the one. Yeah. Fran Drescher. Well, I like a brunette. So I'm going to go same, Fran. Same. We're going Fran. Like Fran over Carrie for me. All day. All the only day. blondes that I can really get into is Samantha Jones. I liked Suzanne Summers back in the day on okay. like Three's Company, Step by Step. Okay, Sharon she Stone cool. too. I'll Sharon give her. Stone, good. She's a blonde. I'm going to stop like. now before I name too many bitches. Like I already know. No, like I just named two. No, 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 no. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to survive the day. So I will stop naming. Let's, what's next on the news? Okay. Next on the news. So there's this girl, Carly Russell. Yeah. Who allegedly was driving and she passed a stroller on the side of the road and there was a baby in the stroller. Uh -huh. And I was telling you this story the other night in the car. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that this all just came out recently. Um, she found this baby in a stroller, called her brother, called her mom or someone and was like, this is crazy. I don't know what to do. Should I get out and like help this baby? Uh -huh. So she gets out, they hear her screaming on the phone. It sounds like she's being abducted, like something really bad is happening. Eventually they find her, she goes home. And now it's coming up, there's this whole controversy because the police can't confirm. Like there's holes in her story. It's not adding up, it's not making sense. Math's not mathing. The math's not mathing. It, it sounds like a bubble boy situation. Wow. Do you remember the bubble boy? I mean, I've kind of so basically this woman says she discovered a boy or something. She discovered someone in a stroller. Yeah. So she discovered a baby in a stroller on the side of the road. And I would just also like to point out, look how deliciously these were seared. Oh, my God. All right. I kind of jabbed that one going underneath. But like these are delicious looking local Sorry, please. But yeah, no, basically this woman, she was like 25 or something. She was young. She found the baby in the stroller, called her fam, and was like, this is weird. What should I do? And then while she's on the phone with them, they hear her screaming. So they call the police. They, like, locate her somehow. She comes home. And the police are like, math ain't mathing. We think that maybe this didn't happen the way that you're saying it happened. Vibe. And then the whole internet is blowing up over, like, team Carly, team you a lion-ass bitch. Do we know anything else? No, we don't know anything else. We just know that there's no evidence of a lost child and that she may not have been abducted, as she claims. Yeah, saucy. 
to be continued. We're gonna follow this story. To be continued, babe. This is a TB, TBC. I just think it's crazy because honestly, I'm too paranoid to ever stop. Like if I saw a baby on the side of the road. Yeah. There's nothing even burning. Damn. All right, we're gonna have to open this door. We gotta open the doors. All right. We've oh, done this. This door. is gonna be That's a little crazy. crazy. It's it's just because I don't have the vents on. No, uh, it's all can, good. We can we can clip this. We don't gotta stop anything. We'll just clip this. Food's too fire. We'll just leave that door. All right, we're back. Yes. The burgers got fried up. We are about to make the gravy. I just put a little cornstarch into some milk, which we'll be using in a moment. Put some garlic in. First, garlic. Okay. As the garlic goes, put that garlic down here. Mix it up. And you guys see in here, we got like beef drippings, oil. This is all going to be very, very delicious. I'm just toasting the garlic before introducing liquid. This looks haggard right now, but it's about to be fire. Okay. <laughs> Haggard. Looking haggard. What a adjective. Fire. All right. Here are the onions we had just fried. Yum. So locomoco is like traditional Hawaiian. Yeah. 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 This is like a really, really popular dish in Hawaii. I would dare say it's close to like national status. You yeah. know. Um. I see the garlic got toasty. This is my little flex. Shaoxing aged rice wine going down to pick up the fawn. You see that? You see that? You see that action? This is action. We love this action. Oh, nothing picks up like that rice wine. As we said, everything here is Trader Joe's today. I got some Trader Joe's chicken broth stock. Mm. That's going in. That's going to pick up some of the fawn as well. Never use water in your gravy. It's just like, yeah. always use some kind of stock, something bone. You want it thick. You want it thick. Yeah. You want it thick. Thick for sure. All right. Soon this will be done, and then we will get to more news, like literally maybe 45 seconds, babe. Whenever you want. All right. Doing that Leah Perrin's Worcestershire. Mm. Okay. I like to add Worcestershire to my beef gravy. I like to add it to everything. Organic tamari. That much. Wow. Now, because Julius's favorite dish so far on the show was our first dish, the black pepper steak. I'm going to do a lot of black pepper in here for you, my G. Mm. Does that still Fresh stand, Julius? Black pepper is still number one? Yep, yeah. still a favorite dish. Is the black pepper steak? Word. I have to say, like, I really, really enjoyed. I guess by the time this comes out, people will see it. The Chick Fil A pasta. Yes. Like more than I thought that I would have. Yup. I thought it was gonna be kind of gross. The Chick Fil A pasta is fire. <laughs> it was Agave. So good. 
My favorite one might actually be... Okay. The one day we made the tagine was pretty fire. The Moroccan tagine. The Moroccan tagine. Yeah. I was like, ooh, because I don't be eating it that much. No, that was really good. For that sure. was pretty fun. And that was with the preserves. Yeah. Which I really like. That was great. Yeah. Milk and cornstarch. All right. This is going to give it body. It'll bring it together. I don't like using flour because, as you know, I'm gluten free. Now look at this. Done. Done. This is finished. Wow. Give a little taste. A little taste. Oh. 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 Julius is in for one today, y'all. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Fire. This is next level. So, besides this, all we're going to do is some sunny side up eggs. So, I'm going to get this gravy out of here. But babe, what else we got in the news? I didn't even use the Maggie. I had the Maggie out here. I was about to do it to him. And you too. I said, no? let's not do it to him today. Because wow. you got a baby. I'm trying not to like feed you this kind of stuff. <laughs> this is actually phenomenal. This is actually phenomenal. And it's not an unhealthy gravy. So Okay. Your call. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it cool for us. The Maggie is really just like MSG. Yeah. You know? There's yeah, no yeah. shame in it, but I don't want to feed unborn child Maggie just Critical yet. development stage right now. Okay? Critical development. We're growing fast and we're really yeah. like important stuff is happening. I know? don't even think there's anything bad with Maggie. I'm just being careful. Hey, Mama. Being Killa? careful. Killa's in here. Killa's in the house. Just being a bit of a menace. Yep. Killa's back on the show. You haven't been on the show in a I while, Killa. Oh, yeah. one oh, other thing for ahead. Loco Moco, you gotta have, I thought about putting chili in here, but we're just gonna serve with mm. Tabasco. You have to serve with Tabasco. So. I love that. All right, what else, what else we got in news, babe? So like news, but not news, because I was just thinking about this. The, and funny I'm wearing this jersey right now. Okay, so it's the Women's World Cup right now. Oh. Did you have any idea? No, I no, have I none. literally wouldn't have known. And well, I stand reason, in solidarity with them. But the only reason I know is because, Killa, come here. Come here, mama. The only reason I know is one of my friends, Sammy Ryan, mm -hmm. her brand by Sammy Ryan is doing a collab with the women's world soccer, like US team. Oh my God. And I was just thinking about it and I was like, it's so interesting because the World Cup is such a big deal. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to women's sports, like no marketing, no promo. I would have literally not known if it wasn't for her brand doing it. And I was yeah. just like, it's such an interesting topic to talk about. Like the the love that men's sports get and then the disparity between women's sports. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me. Also, I have some homies that to save money, they go to WNBA dates and they like it. The Wait, basketball what? is good. Yeah. I got homies that are like, yo, you can sit courtside for like 50 bucks at a WNBA game and you look woke. So I got a couple homies that have been taking shorties on dates to WNBA games is kind of the oh my flex. God, when we're not filming, I need you to tell me who it is. Yeah, I will. Because um, um, it's like it's like funny because it's a woke flex. Like you're you're like sister soldier with it. Oh but also really, you're just yeah. saving bread. It's like how I got a neck tattoo to not buy a ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the universe got you because you got me too. I got you too. 
which I'm happy about. <laughs> I know. Just I'm say. also happy my next says Don Julio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jose, Jose Cuervo coming soon. Sometimes people come into your life to teach you just like one lesson. Mine was like, buy the girl you really love, the ring. Yeah. That was the lesson I learned. The rings, plural. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be proposing without a ring. Don't be doing the next shit. You know, <laughs> just do it right. But no, but anyway. Uh, I have a question though. Yeah. Because speaking of this, this is actually sparking something in my brain. What is, so we have the Lakers in LA, of yeah. course. What is the women? The Sparks. The Sparks. Yeah. Wow. See, like, I don't even know this. That's how under marketed and under supported women's sports are. So, damn. I'm using a nonstick pan for this egg. Mm. I love a sunny side up egg. Same. Like, so much. Question What time is it right now? I'm kind of trying to time this for 12.55. Oh, wow. We are so early we're like today. Very early. We're so early. We have time. You might not want to do the egg yet. You know what? I think we should just eat. We should do this. Do and you want to eat? Yeah. Because then, you know, on the show, like, he we, could eat. We, you know? we can, yeah. We can talk. He can eat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then we could just spoke. Well, we had just spoke, babe. Yeah. But I'm saying we could spoke to him when he comes here. For sure. You know? Um, quick question for you. Yeah. Now that we're like doing a Hawaiian dish. Are there any Hawaiian spots in LA that you really like to eat at? Yo, that is the thing. There are not really any in LA. There is a bowling alley like up north yeah. that has Hawaiian food, which is very, very fire. Mm -hmm. um, that one is good. Oh, in OC, in Orange County. Oh. There's a fire Hawaiian barbecue spot that does beef ribs. Dr. Drew took me. OC has some great food. Yeah, they also remember we went to the Anaheim, the Santa Ana like oh packing my God. place. We they had the, the garlic, garlic shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. No, I have to say, honestly, we spent so much time in OC last summer, like getting the house ready for your parents and yeah. eating. And like, the other day, I don't know who I was talking to about, we were talking about gluten-free pizza, and I was just like, dude, Sergeant Pepperonis and OC. Sergeant Pepperonis. Is such a hitter. Bananas. It's so low-key. I'm kind of mad we don't have anything similar close, because that truly was my favorite gluten-free pizza I've ever had. I'm kind of mad that I host a food show and can't do a sunny-side-up egg. This is crazy. That looks really crazy. I like body to sunny-side-up egg, but... Wow. Here we go, loco moco, on a cute plate for you. You know what, actually, I think the open bowl from Material is the best device. Yeah, it's a good bowl. This is the best one for a loco moco. Highly recommend the Material open bowl. I know you got more news. You hiding um, news from me right now. I mean, there's there's always more news. The Barbie movie's coming out. I saw a hilarious article today from Vox titled The Long History of Kids Decapitating Their Barbies and Making Them Kiss Explained. And for me, this just hits home. I don't know if I knew I was, like, sexually fluid at that young of an age, but, like, all my Barbies was lesbians. They were kissing. They were doing shit. You had lesbian Barbies. For sure. I didn't have like a Ken doll. My Barbies were making the fuck out. I'm doing yours over easy because you're pregnant. Just FYI, you know? Thank you. Yep. There we go. That's enough. You still want some yolk. 
I love some yolk. I like need a little bit of a runny yolk. Killa, go away. You're not getting any, Killa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's quote. <laughs> it's Issa Rae. <laughs> Issa Rae in this article describes her Barbie as a tool of aggression. She said, my sister had a my size Barbie and I don't know what it was maybe because it was close to our size but we fucked that Barbie up <laughs> which is hilarious as like what did you, do you ever have like G.I. Joe dolls and stuff like did you, I didn't have much did have stuff dolls? my parents did not buy that much stuff for us yeah the thing I wanted the most was Transformers yeah and I would do anything for Transformers yeah but no, I didn't, didn't have that much G.I. Joe. I had one He-Man car, but no He-Man. That okay. was always, like, quite disappointing to me. Yeah, so you had to, like, pretend you had a He-Man. Like, in yeah. your head, you were like, oh, he's driving yeah. it. I would put, like, other things into the He-Man car. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is easy. Oh, that. Honestly, I would blame everything that's happening with your egg situation on the non-stick pan. This pan is whack. It was just the first pans are one not grabbed. great. Okay, here we go. I'm so excited. Onions and gravy on top. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Here we go. Locomocos. Whoa. We had just chefed. There. Damn, baby. You I'll really make yours now, chef. too. I'll make yours now, too, yeah. Julius. You sure? All right. Well, I think that is the cooking segment. The dish is done. Should we taste it on camera? We should taste it and talk to Bao about it. Okay. I feel like we'll talk to him. He'll taste it. Perfect. We will speak to you soon. We had just spoke. Yeah. I'm going to get in that ass. That's all right. She's just going to like be annoying today. And yeah. That's, Bao, you don't mind if she walks in and out. Yeah, no, no. I, I, okay. I love dogs. So. Okay. Yeah, you guys. As long play. as she don't eat my food. No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, but... She already tried it with us, so you're okay. good. She's like, she, she will try and shoot her shot. And then eventually she tires herself out. Okay. She's like, oh, this isn't even worth it anymore. Yeah, Bao came in. He was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm like, bro, we don't oh, we we talk, talk about, about anything. Okay. All right, cool. No, I was just literally. A hard hitting pod. Okay. No. This is really a walk in the park, man. Kill it. Kill it. He, she's trying to befriend you. She's like, yeah, oh, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, Wait, she's no. trying to like be cute. You might smell my dog, maybe. She's like, mm. yeah. What kind of dog you got? I got a rescue from Vietnam, so she's Aww. like all sorts yeah. of different things. But wow, I had to get a DNA Lily test for dog, yeah, because um, I flew her from Vietnam over, and so she's like a quarter corgi, a quarter chihuahua, and just like half random ass street that's dog. Crazy. Wow, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, I like the corgi. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, corgis I had are no sick. Idea. Yeah, because she's got a long body. Yeah, for a street dog, that yeah. dog came up in the world. Like, got <laughs> yeah, some it got puss. some designer genetics. Yeah, it got some designer puss. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty ill. Oh my but God. it's funny because like, or a it was like a Hugh Grant, like a rich corgi came down in the street. I think street. it was yeah. maybe someone's. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was someone's street dog. Like Vietnam, yeah, yeah, but, like um, street dog. Because a Chihuahua technically is like a short-nosed dog, so yeah. they aren't supposed to go in the hold. Yeah, but uh, this was during COVID, so I only had. I was in London at the time and I had to fly her to California and like this guy, I just found him like on a Facebook group because it was impossible to bring her over. And so 
he's like, oh, I'll bring her over, but I'm bringing my two dogs in the cabin, so she's going to have to go in the hole. I was like, okay, that's fine, but... My the vet technically a short nosed dog can't go in the cabin. Why is there a reason? Because of the, like the cabin pressure is okay. just slightly different. Oh, but um, you know my ghetto Vietnamese vet's like I'll just change the breed on the, on the paperwork. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I'm like, fine. is she gonna be okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's, she'll, she'll it's be fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's half Vietnamese street dog, quarter like, corgi, like quarter mostly. chihuahua. I mean, mostly like a ver- it's just like half mutt, right? Of yeah. like whatever combination yeah. it she is. So yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. but half corgi, half ch- quarter, quarter corgi, corgi yeah. quarter chihuahua. Yeah. We recently did the DNA of our dogs and we found out that this one is her, she's 1.3% wolf. Oh, wow. But in it's terms of like wolf. dog, okay. that's right. a lot. Yeah. Like she's over what you should have in your dog breed, especially when you get like a bred dog and not a rescue. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. should have bred it out of her. And I was like, it makes so much sense. She's, she's, she's wolfy. Crazy. She's not, she don't want to like she work. She does not listen. She's okay. not yeah. want to, she's not obedient at all. Our, our other dog is like so obedient. He like wants to please. And she's, she's like, are they related wolf. at all or no? no much okay. less wolf. He's okay. only 0.3 yeah. wolf. She's 1.3 yeah. wolf. But like uh, your dog to me is more interesting to try to figure out like which one got the designer sex you know yeah, like what I mean? how did it like, come about it's like a street dog that definitely got to like fuck with a chihuahua and fuck with a corgi so it's like mm. one of those rich dogs came yeah yeah i mean they found her in a landfill so oh. like it's if we want to go backwards to that story like oh. she was part of, there was like a litter of like six puppies yeah and like she was there with like her six you know her five brothers and sisters and then her mom was like a security dog like all chained oh. up so maybe oh. i mean speculating oh. that because it was like sort of like the expat area Damn, of, like some chihuahuas or corgis on vacation in vietnam so i feel like got the some, mom got some street, street dog puss. probably yeah. and then yeah. the dad, the dad was, like, was a rich man on vacation oh my god damn a rich corgi came down wow it's like let me get that spreading his dog. seed That's and leaving yeah, yeah. abandoning Damn. his new family in a ditch in a landfill Jesus sounds like Christ. something someone would do in southeast asia yeah that's why i left southeast yeah asia. yeah oh. yo but local but, okay. but we brought a local mm. moco to okay. you so we made this on the cooking portion of the show go ahead yes. eat talk but but we want to know what you think yeah. okay Taste you're, you're everyone's your vehicle to hear how this tastes mm-hmm. okay. you know this is like looks like the perfect dish for me we, I love anything with a fried egg on top. So Same. we destroyed it. This is yeah. this is. I think this is honestly ideal pregnant woman food. How did you feel? I felt it really was. It's the first time I've ever had loco moco. Yeah, and I love it. I mean, just combination like fried mm. egg, rice, grilled onions, like perfect egg, burger gravy. I'm just like mm-hmm. it's, you, it's like a beef patty, right? Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. hamburger. When you're eating for two, I feel like this is the type of food you need. Let me get you it definitely a, made a me paper feel towel. Yeah, I'm probably going to need it. Get you a paper towel. Yes. Do you want to. Tabasco or you like it as is? Um, I like it as is. Dude. I mean, you don't have any sriracha, right? We have we sriracha. Have, we yes, have we sriracha have if you want sriracha. I'm I, mean, I know t- it's like, you know, red gold right now. but really no, 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 no. I'm it's such a like uh, Tabasco dude. You know... You know, I, I really like you because I brought it out for you. We've been rationing the sriracha. Right, I see. I'm going to yeah. use it all. Just kidding. <laughs> go, go for it. You know, there's we a really, sriracha shortage. We love you. We're sharing. I mean, I have friends who you. bring like little bottles of sriracha like everywhere they go and just put it on everything. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like the Vietnamese, like 
hot sauce that yeah just i love sriracha i love the consistency of it like how it's like a little bit thicker than a hot sauce see you know? i'm so tabasco mm -hmm. like i'm just you like are. stuck on tabasco because you know do you remember in the tyson's corner mall in like northern virginia dc area they had a place called the hot shop and it was like oh, yeah. cafeteria yeah, food. yeah my mom would take me and be like yo this is american food and it was so sick and they always had mm -hmm. Tabasco, and I got used to Tabasco from that place in Morrison's Cafeteria. They had it, like, on the table, right? Like, yeah. little bottles. Yeah, yeah. Morrison's yeah. Cafeteria. So I got really into Tabasco as a kid. Yeah. Never switched up on it. Yeah, no, same. My mom was a big Tabasco person, so I it was always, like, yeah. on your pizza or on, ev like, your chicken, like, yeah. literally everything. It's like the baby boomer hot sauce, you know? Yeah, I feel sure. like that was, like, the hot girl hot sauce. Yeah in that era for like my mom your mom yeah tabasco but i'm stuck with tabasco bro totally it's my favorite super basic choice but people ask me it's still my favorite like i like it more than frank's red hot but i think shit. there's different like obviously sriracha i am like synonymous when i'm having any type of asian food mm. that's the hot sauce i want or like chili oil yeah logama yeah the chili crisp and then you know. i think like tapatio is your like mexican, mexican. yeah and then tabasco to me is when it's like generally american or something i probably like i'll put tabasco on my eggs yeah i'll put sriracha on my eggs actually i really like tabasco is just like all purpose for me yeah but not on asian food i don't do it on but hawaiian food's interesting filipino food's interesting because it's like asian army food like mm -hmm. american army mixed with asian island food so i have a real soft spot for hawaiian food yeah that's why i mean when I saw that you were cooking this earlier, and I was like, mm -hmm. please tell me you're cooking it yeah, for me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you like it? Yeah, no. I just don't want to be stuck in my face the whole time. But You're I'll, good, I'll, bro. I'll, I'll you're good. Gonna, you're right. good. What do you, like, have you had Loco Moco before? I have, yeah. I mean, I go to Hawaii a lot because um, I ha actually have an aunt there, mm -hmm. and they have a really amazing film festival in Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii well, I didn't know that. Film festival I didn't know that. It's in the fall, so. Nice. Get you to Sick. send them over, you know. So yeah, they could fly you over. Yeah, get yeah. them there. I want to go to Hawaii. Did in the they fall. fly you out for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, bro, a if legit they flew me festival. out, I would go. He would go. I will go. Hawaii International Film Festival, fly us out. Plus one. Please. We will be there. Plus her, plus baby. Let's go. Thank you, Bao. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> this episode's over. <laughs> Business was conducted. I'm going to Hawaii. Sponsored by Tabasco. Oh, yeah, my God. For real, and man. Hawaii yeah. International Film Festival. Yeah. Big talking it up. So, wait, you're both from DC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, did you like the Worcestershire sauce in this local moco gravy? You're not like, giving us any tasting notes. Do you want? Do you oh. want? Is I want to like know what you judging? think. I want to know what you think. No, you not judging, judge. but like yeah. more. Yeah. Because the viewers are tasting this through you. One to yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think without the Worcester, it would just feel like a meatloaf, right? Yeah. So it yeah. just adds that extra flavor that acid. you need. Yeah. And then yeah, the acid, and then, I mean, no, I mean, I'm just too busy eating to comment when when word, someone's word, not talking word. about the food then that means that they're i do like, think okay, you have to enough, let you have to enough. eat and like kind of just let it settle and then you can start getting into it fair enough i i just wanted the viewers what to I will experience say is, it through an objective okay, lens okay what i will say having eaten it yeah. probably like 20 30 minutes ago at this point and i've let it settle my yeah. body yeah <laughs> me and the baby have mm -hmm. like you come together mm -hmm. we've put our last brain cells together for yeah. um a review <laughs> I will say that, like, for as simple as it is, yes, it actually has like a much more complex flavor profile than I would think. Because it's yeah. very simple, but it actually like hits all the spots for me. It's giving me like 
a lot of umami. Yeah, we almost did like a little more demi glaze than gravy. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. cool. I love I love that dish because you can get as freaky as you want to get or mm -hmm. as plain as you want to get. Yeah. But yeah. I like when you get freaky with it. American Army Asian food. Yeah. But yeah, he's 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 from younger. like you're from the Maryland Silver side? Spring, yeah. yeah. So Spring. which is a city directly north of DC. Okay. So we lived in this. I was Silver Springs my first couple years of life. Right. Okay. So like yeah. DMV. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And then he went, you know, to NYU film school. I'm a, I'm gonna do Bow's IMDb okay. for right. him right. while he eats so he can enjoy this. Thank you. But he's a DMV guy. NYU Film School. Okay. Actually, not NYU Film School. Well, well, NYU undergrad. I was going to go to law school. Uh huh. Oh. But because, you know, the sort of typical story of immigrant kid yeah, yeah. can't go be an artist. So mm. yeah. I was planning to be a lawyer for a long time. So I studied international relations at NYU. Oh. But whenever, any chance I had, like, at an elective when I was, like, sort of done with the credits for. Yeah. Yeah. For politics and international relations i took courses at tish so okay. then i i sort of like went to tish he without having courses without being like having to tish. be like a tishy which is like a yeah. very specific type of nyu student yeah i mean no hate on tish students yeah but um, you know i had a my freshman year roommate was a tish student and like all he can think about was like being a tish student like he's like yeah. the second coming of scorsese or those kids were likely. interesting to me that like you know like in middle school or high school like they knew what they wanted to be like, mm. I remember right before high school watching, like, Jerry Maguire, and I was like, I'll be a sports agent. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that looks cool. I was very much the same. I was like, what, like, looks cool and fun and, yeah. like, doable? Like, I, was like, I could rep Cuba Gooding Jr. He's yeah. ill. <laughs> I, was not a, I was not a, for sure, business-minded child of, like, this yeah. is the path. Then we went into strange businesses. You know, maybe we should have known our major. Yeah, but you did the whole thing. He, you did become a lawyer. Yeah, like I did. you did like the thing that everyone. Did, yeah, you know, you, you were legit, and then you had fun. But after no, I had fun. Then my dad was like, "You should rehabilitate yourself and go to law school." Then yes, no, but I mean, the, I you went, took the path of the arts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I did. I did. Yeah. Yep. Which is cool. So then, but. wait. So you went NYU. You didn't go to film school, but you took mad film classes, and then. Da 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 da. You make be water, which is yeah. I, I think, mean, there's a lot of things in between. You want to do da da? Do you want to talk about da da da? Do you want to just talk about your master work on the 50th anniversary of Bruce Lee? Yeah, today's the 50th anniversary. How crazy is that? Yeah, a very universe. R.I.P. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it is the best doc on Bruce Lee. Thank you. I would say so. You know. Like, besides that movie, The Warrior, I feel like there wasn't, a, like, a definitive Bruce Lee doc. Mm. And I feel like The Warrior was the first time I got to... Yeah, are you talking about... Uh, the movie. Which one? Dragon. The Dragon. 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 The, the Dragon. one with Jason Scott Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually really liked that movie as a kid. I think it came out in my late teens or mid-teens or something like that. And I thought it actually did a pretty good job for people my age at the time laying out his life. Totally. But then yours came, and I was like, "Oh, this is that shit." Like this, it was, it was the first time I'd seen like Bruce Lee's full story come to life, mm. and I was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, that was the whole point of making the film. Is just like you go anywhere in the world, people know the name Bruce Lee. You can yeah. say it's like I think like top three, if not maybe top ten, like most recognizable names. Yeah, like you can say Jesus. 
Barack Obama, Donald Trump, yeah. and Bruce Lee. I feel Lee, like right? it's Jesus, Bob Marley, Bruce Lee. <laughs> like, pretty much Sean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no one knew anything about him. Like, yeah. no one knew that he was born in San Francisco. People just thought he was from Hong Kong. Easily, yo, I would like to know this, right? Like, easily most popular college dorm posters. I feel like Bob Marley's up there. Jimi Hendrix is up there. Bruce yeah. Lee is up there. Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I guess... Wu-Tang, I would say. I feel like those are like the five most popular like college dorm posters. I would agree. Yeah. I, I think like even to, to the point of when you're watching a movie and the it's taking place in a college dorm. That's just like the... In the movie, yeah. they The production always, designer yeah, is just like, this is what we're doing. That is for sure. <laughs> like, you're like, it's Wu-Tang, Bob Marley, or Bruce Lee, 100% of the time. Yeah. And if it's a girl, it's like that tapestry thing. You know I went saying? to... A I went to college in a terrible era where the Dave Matthews poster was like hot. So do you know that like Dave Matthews is a huge part of my life? Really? Oh, because oh, your dad likes them. Well, yes, but also like when you're from Boston, okay. there's just, it's like unavoidable. You're going to have your coming of age moment at like 15 to 18 at a Dave Matthews band concert. And that's the first time you like dabble in a little shrooms or get a little high for like do some weed. Like... It's just every single... Why did you fuck at a Dave Matthews show? Literally no one. Li like, literally no one. You just, like, <laughs> you just go... And you go and you <laughs> hang out, but it's, like... It's Good. such a weird thing because you just... When you're from a place and that's, like, the thing, you don't know to I mean, hate I'm just, it. I'm just going... I mean, I think it's a, lot, it's a East Coast thing, too, because a lot of people... I don't know if West Coast people were into no. Dave Matthews the way, no, like, East, East Coast Coasters. people, like... You're you on like a, Dave Matthews? No, I don't like Dave Matthews. You don't Matthews, have to like Dave Matthews Band, but it is a part power. of is a part of East Coast culture. Like you go to a Dave Matthews Band show, you that's the first time you do shrooms. It, you're always on someone's boat. They're listening to Dave Matthews Band. Your eyes someone's just playing in college, some kid like a guitar. I like, was like, what's this corny poster in everybody's room? Dave, I didn't know what Dave Matthews was, and he, he's yeah. like, listen to this song. The song Crash. Yeah. I literally fell asleep while he was playing me this song. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, but like just knowing that, like wrap that all up in a bow and like that is your experience in growing up on like the the East Coast of like a beach town in Boston. Do you love Dave Matthews so much that like maybe one year for your birthday in place of like something from Hermes, I could get you something Dave Matthews? No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I don't love them that much. It's just like, you know, when you're brainwashed by your regional culture as a child? Yes. That's like, what that I is. like Jimmy Buffett. I was indoctrinated into the cult. Jimmy Buffett? Like, I feel like Jimmy Buffett's the same lineage, though, in yeah, a way. Yeah, similar no, lineage. But Jimmy, Folk music Jimmy, from a yes, region. Yeah. People regional. get trash set. A yeah, Jimmy yeah like parent heads. Yeah. I love Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's much funner than Dave guy. Matthews Band. Dave Jimmy. Matthews Band is like, we, like, it's like a little bit more down. Yeah, yeah. You're you know, down you're bad. not like partying. You're like, you're, you're reminiscing. You're like yeah. nostalgic. You're, it's like he happening. filled the void for you that James Blake now does. That's probably for you. why I like James Blake so much. Yeah. He's like the refined. Oh, wow, James Dave Blake and is Dave Matthews. A, they a, serve a similar purpose. Dave Matthews. No, 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 it's like sriracha have, and Tabasco. No, there's no <laughs> one I love more in this world than James Blake. Like as an artist. Really? Just I love you the most. But I'm saying like as an artist, like musically, sonically, like that is my guy. But it makes sense the evolution. Like I'm I was, only insecure this week because she's been beefing with me like in the middle of the night because she can't sleep like literally woke up at 4 a.m last night goes i'm not doing the pod tomorrow i'm like fucking bow's coming no, it's no, the no, 50th no, anniversary no. of bruce no, no, no. Like, you will dishonor no. all the chinese no. people in no. our fucking here's family the thing. i okay i'm like getting to the stage in pregnancy where like 
I'm like very fucking pregnant. Like this baby is coming out in a month. Like this is go time. Yeah. And I just can't sleep at night. By the way, y'all threw like a raging baby shower. That Thank you. Best Thank baby you. shower. That was the vibe. We just Thank wanted God. everyone to have fun. Yeah. I didn't want it to be about wanted a baby. Wanted it to feel like you were at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> <laughs> it felt exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. That's the That's type of exactly. food that they serve at a Dave yeah. Matthews concert. Yeah. 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 Every time you got a sandwich, you heard crash into me. Just lightly. You had a fire a cashmere cardigan on. I feel it was a cardigan. Oh, was it? It was a sweater. It was yeah. It's very a cardigan. nice. Thanks. Your style has yeah. really like I, I'm nice. into the style you're doing. Very very like junior. You know the the evolution of Bao's style. I like I'm it. I'm into it, which leads us to the evolution of Bao's love life. Okay. <gasps> I told her. I told life. her you're single. Okay. Trying to yeah, meet your wife. Yeah, you did tell me you're single. Trying to meet your wife. I wish I had like any eligible. No worries. This doesn't have to be an episode of The Bachelor or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, she she wanted to know, you know, what you're looking for in a wife. In a wife. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I think that's like moving up a step. Moving up too. a step. Maybe no, like... but you know how they say, like, I'll tell you, I will tell you. When I was um, single, and even though I wasn't like looking for a relationship, somebody told me like, write out the qualities you want in a person to marry, like your ideal person that you'll marry. Even Top if you're not- perspective asks. Even if you're not looking, and then I, I think I wrote this like years ago, and then I looked back on it and I was like, that's crazy, you have all of them. Oh, Isn't that's that beautiful. Why? So it's like a, yeah. if you manifest, if you just like really hone in on the qualities you're looking for, I really think that you- I would like to know what manifest. the five are so I could write them down and then middle of the night, I could just roll over and be like, there are the five commandments. No, it it's, was it was literally the the only reason we beef in the middle of the night is because I literally go to sleep. I'll get in bed at like nine, and then it's six in the morning. I've read a full book. Like she read a full I book last night while I was reading books, and I'm like, it's six. In the, I haven't slept. I'm like, I don't think I can be a person today. Like, I'm so sorry, but then I have a coffee and I'm fine. Yeah, we keep it pushing. Yeah. It has made the sex spicier when you just okay. beef with me at 4 a.m. And I'm like, hold on, I got to pee. And then I'm back. And, and then it, ha it has been productive it's in that way. It's real mood swing hours. It's really productive in yeah, that way. It's real you know, mood swing. 5.30 is a hot hour in this crib right now. It is. I think it will remain so for yeah. a long time. Not I didn't know feeling. that the one of the top five things I would want in a partner was to beef with me at 4.30 in the morning. That wasn't on the list of things. That wasn't you wrote, on the list. That's you know, number six out. now. But that number six. But that was on my list. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm I want to know your list. Do you have the list? No, I don't. But it was like I can. I remember it. Okay. It was just like for sure. Um. For sure, like well read was one of them. Um, funny, like like similar sense of humor. Um, well traveled. Um. Just like very sweet and sensitive was one of them. Um, I am, and sweet I don't know. Sensitive. Like you, it was it was weird. I like looked back on it because it's actually at my mom's house, and I was at her house, and I like found it when I was. She was like, "Can you like clean stuff out of this room?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then I found, and I was like, "That's so crazy that I wrote that." And then I like married what you. What was five? I don't remember off the top of my but head. Thank, I like that. I will find that it good list. and I will publish the list. I think okay. five was I will send it Chinese. To you. It'll give me my It would have given me a Chinese baby. She told her mom when she was a kid she wanted a Chinese baby. I did say that. No, I said, I specifically said, and this is the craziest shit. I used to tell my mom when I was like five, six, seven years old, I'd be like, I'm going to have a Chinese son. And she was, and we're having a boy. 
We did that. I've never <laughs> dated, I don't think I've ever like seriously dated anyone. Well, you're the Chinese. first Chinese person. Yeah, or? I didn't have like a, you know, like a type. I, I wasn't know. like. She did have a rock in Japan, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> like from day one, like, I'm gonna. <laughs> we started doing this thing too. She started doing this to me in bed. I'm like, bro, what? But then I did it back to her once at a restaurant and this guy oh, just looked at me because yeah. she's pregnant too. I'm yeah, like, dude, yeah. I'm not going to butch her at dinner. I should have fallen on the ground. I should have like, oh, you know what I mean? I should have started acting. My acting career should have started that day. Yeah. No, so it's okay. I'll do my, I, I'll do my top five perspective asks because I wrote this down. You d Before you met me or no? Before I met you, I, I was writing about it because you know how in Tuna Melt, they, the character does it. Yeah. But I have, I have, I have five, and then bow. Then you're gonna have to do your five. Okay. Okay. All right? All right. Okay. I like this. Number one, childbirthing hips. Okay. It's very important. I don't think I have very that important. though. It's also, I think, a PC way of saying like some ass. Okay. Right. I don't think I have you that. You have though. that. You have you have childbearing hips. Okay. Maybe a little you bit. Do. Maybe right now. You you do. Okay. We do. Okay. <laughs> and then two was that. You know how like when you date people sometimes there's ones that just like you have to like change the way you talk around them like you have to mm. code switch a little bit mm -hmm. just because like they don't have the same experience as you or perspective as you and like yeah. things that your immigrant family would say are offensive to them but yeah. to you it's just like kind of like how we do i was like i want to not have to code switch my humor that's mm. what mine similar humor i wanted yeah I, like, I have like dark humor, I think at times, and I've like said things to people that I've been dating and they'll be like, whoa, and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Because I, I think my thing was for a long time was like, I just expected to have to code switch because as an immigrant in America, you're just always code switching. Yeah. And I was like doing it in relationships with white or non-white people. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to just meet someone who has like a similar quan about them like mm -hmm. worldview philosophy and just like boundaries for humor yeah. so that was really big important. you think it's hard just before we move on to your other things sure. like you think like nowadays it's like harder to find that person because like totally. humor is can you know there's a lot of context that people need i think nowadays. yeah, yeah. i think it is getting harder because do, people yeah. moralized like humor in mm -hmm. a way i do think, I it's, think harder. it's harder and i think it's yeah, it's a little scary to be like super vulnerable. And I think, I don't know. I think for me, humor is kind of vulnerable. Like my humor. Yeah. I'm not funny with everyone, I don't think. Or I don't, th and I don't think I'm compatibly, my humor is compatible. Truly with, with humor, you're taking a shot. Like yeah. if you're gonna be funny, you took a risk. Yeah. I think that's why shit is funny. You take mad risks. I like it. Yeah, same for you. Yeah. Then third was like, I really wanted someone who wanted to work on themselves hmm. like i feel some people get to certain ages in life maybe it's 27 maybe it's 36 maybe it's 40 where they just stop working on themselves <clears throat> they think they know enough or they're like i'm just gonna surround myself with an echo chamber uh -huh. and not work and i was like i need someone who works on themselves whether that's through therapy or through their art or through just like talking someone who wants to get better yeah for someone that wants to do family like because you not everyone wants to do it and yeah. not everyone wants to make it like the central thing in their life like for me i love my art and i love all the writing but i love family more than anything 
even though I don't get along with my parents like that. It's just like, it's that special to me. Mm -hmm. And then five, I was like, yo, I, I want someone who is like curious about the world, not even just specific to like, I like movies or I like reading, but like a curiosity for the world. And those, those were really the things that I was like looking for. And then it's funny because you meet your person and it's better than the list. Mm. Right. It's like, I met her and I was like, yeah. not only did she hit everything on the list, there's shit I didn't know to ask for. Mm. And it's like a baby shower. You have a registry. There's the things you want. People get you the things you want, but on the top, they're like out of love. Here's this, here's the, and it's just like, whoa, mm. honestly meeting you was like going having throwing a baby shower Aww. it really was is that something yeah. that happened had to happen like over a courting period right it's not like on the first date you kind of figured i things out. think we we had such a crazy first date we, and yeah. texting up to it that we, not all of it came out but a lot of it like i think i left our first date being like oh like wow yeah. Like, what I was just, your first date if you don't mind so. no we went to, we've told people in the pod so apologies but yeah. we'll do it yeah well, we'd uh, we'd planned like multiple first dates, and then I would he'll she tell you the story twice. that I was like ditching him, but finally he was just like, "Hey, do you want to come box with me?" So we went to Churchill, um, and we boxed, and then, which I do think is cool too, because you kind of see a lot about a person boxing. Yeah. Like you just like I think any physical activity yeah, is really good for yeah. sure. And then we went to Zanku Chicken. And we just mm. like sat and chilled and I talked. love like, chicken. Yeah. It was so good. And we spilled the beat. There were some very revealing things told in the like first date. Mm -hmm. We just For like sure. sat down at Zanku and it happened. I think it yeah. was because I go, yo, you know, there was like a triple murder up in Zanku, like at that table, because there was a triple murder in Zanku. Yeah. Which location the is The family, this? the Hollywood one. Okay. And I was like, you know, there was a triple murder here. She's like, what? And then it got into some stuff and then we both revealed some stuff and it yeah. was like oh yeah we also went on a lot of walks like late night walks after we would we would go like do something and then be like yeah let's like hang out more and go on yeah. a walk and i think it's just like through that talking so much and getting to know like we were i was super vulnerable with you just like from the jump yeah and i think both of us too were like we understood the scene in LA and New York and the way like people move in the scene, so to speak, right? And both of us, like I'd take her to like a party that was sponsored by a gallery or like a fashion brand. And both of us were like, yo, we can't even be ourselves here. And we just left and started going on walks and leaving functions. And that's when I was like, yo, I love this because mm -hmm. I'm even code switching in my friendships. And I don't even enjoy most of this stuff, but I do it just to like maintain your social life. Mm -hmm. And when I met her, I was like, wait, I don't need to maintain any of, like I could just let this go because I don't even enjoy this shit. I don't even like these conversations. And we were both in a way, metaphorically and physically walking out of our social lives together. It was kind of a beautiful thing. And it actually, in the end, doesn't have anything to do with the scene or the people there. It's just when you meet your person, you don't have time for that stuff. Yeah. 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 It was really cool. It was different. But yeah. What are your five? My five. I mean, there's there's some overlap in the things y'all said. Overlap is fine. Overlap. You don't got to reinvent no, the wheel. Sure. Right? You know? Yeah. You don't there's some to. things that are good. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Curious to me is like one of my tops. Just as you said, it's like 
not just being curious about like art or film, but like curious about the world, mm -hmm. curious about other people, curious about yourself, even when you're yeah. thinking about like being introspective, which is, would be one of mine as well. Yeah. But it's like, you're curious to know, like, is this not to be like greedy too, but just like sort of like longing for something, right? And I think curiosity lends itself to this idea of not feeling like you know everything. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I, I used to be in that state, like, I was actually engaged for a bit and like oh, wow. when I was engaged I thought oh you know she's the one we're yeah. gonna we got it all planned out but like that you know the breakup from that like shocked me out of that system obviously yeah and so like just knowing that you don't know is like a really important trait right because mm -hmm. like I think nowadays everyone thinks that they know their plans <clears throat> for life and I think the pandemic obviously like shook the whole world of yeah. like this force of nature telling us like we can't control this yeah um so yeah just like i met like i've been on dates where, where women aren't curious about things like they won't watch a film that has subtitles yeah and, that yeah, annoyed like that. me yeah. i had yeah that is crazy to me yeah. i know yeah yeah i think that's changed a bit because everyone now like captions everything they watch which yeah is, i mean it's funny because that's like a <laughs> yeah. pet peeve of mine yeah. i was like then you're just like looking at the lower third of the yeah. screen the whole yeah. time so um but yeah definitely just curiosity and then i think that like kind of <clears throat> lends itself to like just a sense of introspection as yeah. i said like uh -huh. willing to like look back at your past and not being scared to like cut like talk about shit and just like talk about shit that doesn't work for you and that you know all the again it goes into vulnerability as well so they all sort of like lean into each other yeah um just being like a kind person. I mean, I think that's like a simple one where you treat everyone you meet with like the same level of respect and kindness. I think sometimes people are like, oh, who's that person? Let me treat them better because they're X, Y, Z. But they're like, you know, how they treat like a waiter. If I take someone out to dinner, if they're like nice to the waiter or just like nice to anyone. Like, yeah, totally. it doesn't have to be like fake nice, but like I think kindness is different from mm -hmm. being nice, right? Yeah. yeah, one of hers was, like, to see how people acted after they lost their luggage. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. My mom would always tell me that. She's like, you, she, like, never marry somebody until you go on a trip with them and they lose their luggage. There, it was just, like, and the sentiment of it, like, you need to see somebody in the worst moments yeah, and see yeah. how they act. Yeah. And that actually ended up happening for us. Yeah, I was, I was cool, like, though. Whoa. I Luckily. Was like, this is crazy. This has never happened with me when I was with anyone else ever. And then I was like, he was so cool about it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I would be like losing my mind. Cause yeah. it was such a dumb flight too. It was like a, such a short flight and like we didn't have our stuff. And he was just like, oh, all good. No worries. But yeah, I, I agree with you with the perspective ass. It's like, these aren't the things that like, oh, they're all here. We're good. It's more just like, these are like the minimum. This is the bare minimum gotta be present. Yeah. You know, cause like, if you're not, curious i'm just like i don't like it's a wrap you know well, they're like, gateways into into things too because it's like you're saying if you i feel if you don't have a rich inner world you it's so hard to be two people in a relationship especially you know you're a filmmaker you're a filmmaker you, like you think these things take up a lot of your time mm -hmm. and it's almost like there's a third party in your relationship your yeah. partner has to be curious has to have inter like a rich inner world and be introspective because there's a lot of time spent in these relationships where there is like work is the third party 
And I don't think if you haven't developed those <clears throat> things about yourself where you have your own interest, that's just in any relationship, like you have to be a fully fleshed out person. Yeah, I think and the dating... kindness thing too. Yeah, it's like that's just a gateway into how you those are like the human beings I want to interact life. with in general, right? Totally. Not even like a partner. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel bad because like I do think work doesn't consume like my heart and mind, but it definitely consumes my neuroses. Mm. So the things that I'm neurotic about or perhaps like anxious about, it's usually about work and then <clears throat> and being good enough. <clears throat> And she got to deal with that shit with me all the time. Do you find it's like hard for people to date you that aren't also like artists or like in the business? Um, yeah, but I think it's more like pragmatic reasons because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't take my work home with me that much. Like I mm -hmm. maybe, and this is probably something that I have to work through as well. It's like I internalize it, and I don't like. I might talk to like other artist friends who know how to kind of handle that yeah. but i don't usually like it, the conversation it's more i guess more of a monologue for me and then that's a good partner too a partner who just wants to listen and who yeah. doesn't yeah. necessarily have to give insight and advice so then yeah i mean i've been in situations where yeah i've had people who weren't creative and they would just listen and that was great yeah. but i think they were harder it was hard for them to understand like oh you don't have to like be you, know, you can get vacation whenever you want in a way you're like you're so yeah. flexible and i mean it's a two-way street because i also had to understand like maybe more of a corporate structure of their life mm -hmm. where like oh you can't just take off like let's go to paris this mm -hmm. week or something or like i yeah. have to like give notice and all this stuff <laughs> yeah. and so i think it's like definitely a compromise between my sort of way of working and their way of working yeah. but i mean i've i've dated a lot of people in the creative industry and maybe that's sort of my downfall maybe i need to find like a a corporate partner or something like that um, or just any like anything yeah. like she you know you don't work in film and television also anytime no. somebody says i don't take my work home with me i always remember <laughs> jeremy renner in the town oh yeah he likes to take his work home with him uh -huh. remember when he meets <laughs> yeah, him yeah, out yeah. with the shorty at yeah. lunch yeah and he's like oh yeah i made out the the avalanche like i saw your truck yeah you know i was thinking i was fucking <laughs> thinking about jeremy i couldn't even focus on everything about say i was like thinking oh, of jeremy oh, Renner going, oh, oh yeah he likes to take his homework with him work home with him but um no I did listen to what you said. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is how the podcast usually goes, right? It's a like, Boston no. accent. Our, our he fucking gets podcast like... is mess. <laughs> it's amazing. But like, no, like, he, she has made my life 10,000 times better from one thing, which is from watching movies together, I just respect her taste. Like she, I don't think anyone has put me on to more film or music than you, honestly, and books. We mm, put each other yeah. on to so much because it's but like same. There's so much that you've put me on to. I think we both just have been in these like wormholes that are yeah. so separate, and then it's cool. But in a weird I'm way, like, they're like adjacent. Yes, I feel like they're adjacent, like yeah. one step away. I'm like, oh my god, that's like the thing I just missed by not digging in that pile like a little mm -hmm. bit deeper. Like for instance, Rob Zombie films, she put me on, mm. and I'm addicted to like Rob Zombie shit, like obsessed with Rob Zombie yeah. films. And then Otessa Moshvi, you put me yeah. on to. Like her books, crazy good. And the thing that you do that makes my just like life better is you know how like when you finish a script or you finish like a book or, or a film or a rough cut, right? And 
you're waiting for your partners to watch or read. Industry standard is like two weeks, three weeks. Some people, my man Chris Jackson, <laughs> may take like five, six weeks. And I'm like, I just gave you a novel, bro. I'm going to lose my mind if you don't like text me a thumbs up. Right? <laughs> yeah. I will lose my fucking mind. I may go jump off a bridge screaming, fuck Chris Jackson if I don't hear back. So you get really <laughs> anxious between that time when you're waiting for feedback? I do. I do because like... I think I'm quite revealing with the work, mm -hmm. you know, like I really put all my shit in there yeah. and I'm, I feel like for real on some like open wound shit when I've like finished a script or finished a novel or whatever. Yeah. You always read it and you read it pretty quick and like, I'll just ask you, I'm like, is it all right? And you're like, dude, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. It may, it may sell. It may not sell. It may be a come a movie it may never but it's good and you're not stupid like i just have to hear like you're not stupid mm -hmm. i think for me i'm just like is this thing like legible is this okay like is this good and you help I was me like a lot say, i also give critical notes okay. yeah. 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 I was gonna ask it's about not that. always yeah. i'm not always like no. oh this is good i'm like i yeah. don't really like that and that guy's name is weird but that like, shows good. that you like, really care about like sure. the work because like i don't know about you but like when i get notes back and there's like no notes i'm like did you really read it or yeah. like i'd rather have a strong reaction to something than yeah. no reaction yeah. or sort of indifference even if you like it you need to be specific about why it is yeah. you like totally. it there's a who what when where why yeah. to that which you always do but like truly now i understand why like your wife gets 50 percent in the divorce because truly she does all the work with me like i'm writing it i'm doing it yeah. but my mind only gets to come off of like the hamster wheel when she's like, you're good, mm. you're good. Here's the notes, you can do them tomorrow, but you're good. And like, that has helped me a lot, Aww. like tremendously. Yeah. I would bug out waiting for people to read. Yeah, I think you really give birth though. Yeah. Like when you're done with something, cause he'll go in the cave and he'll write. And then it's like, you really like release it and I yeah. think it's just like I would be this like when this baby comes I'm gonna I'm gonna look hold it up to everybody like, what do you think like, yeah. I made it for like nine months you know what I mean like I totally get it like no one saw me in June I was in the cave yeah like made you I, I wrote a novel and it was just in there and li literally yes. the day I finished it I, like fell out of the chair and laid on the ground yes which I admittedly so I haven't read yet I'm so sorry you're good you're good you're good you're good <laughs> this is you're the one project he's saying all this and this last one I'm like anything but it's a novel a novel is like a long thing to read even totally. even for chris jackson i love you he's also on vacation i'm just fucking with chris because like Damn. chris did fresh off the boat with me he like basically taught me to be a professional writer okay like when i met him i was just like scribbling shit but mm -hmm. also we should we should ask bow why so the next doc can you tell us about the next project the next doc i mean i could we're still like sort of like Figuring no, out the not, distribution. Right. We can talk about the old doc. We can talk about the old doc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can... The old doc isn't even that Wait, old. When that is this old doc just when is came out. Whatever, like in next three weeks. weeks. Next yeah, three weeks. Next okay. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. Keep, watch out for his next project. It's yeah. good. It's a good one. I know what it is, but yeah. But in the meantime, I mean, we'll talk about the old watch. project. You can talk about anything. Yeah. In the meantime, so watch Be Water. I'm curious. Though, in the so... meantime, let's hook him up with our friends. You know. <laughs> no, but I'm curious about. So you were like. 
you know, pursuing your degree and taking film courses when you could. Mm-hmm. Um, was that kind of like always a dream of yours that you were like, okay, I have to do this. This has to be my path, but I can kind of do this on the side. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying, I think like most of us didn't know what we wanted to do at that time or thought, or, or we thought we had to know what we wanted to yeah. do. I think when I entered NYU, I was like 17. I was like into film. Like my sister, luckily I have an older sister who I really close with. She took me to go see a lot of independent films. I remember her taking me to see like Talk to Her, where there's like, you know, it's a Amadovar film. And literally there's a scene where like the guy like walks into this woman's vagina. Yeah. Right. And I was like, what what is cinema yeah, in a yeah. way, right? He's one of the illest, wackiest directors. He's like amazing. Mat- it's Matador, yeah. right? Yeah. His first one, Matador. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I you turn on and dude's just jerking off with his yeah. feet up on the television. I'm like, this is ill. Yeah. That's yeah. Great director. But yeah. like, I mean, she like that like awakened my sense of like film as art, right? And then there's like was this that mo- the movie that woke it up? Like a lot. I mean, the there's one? a lot of movies like. There's there's like some corny movies. There's like some yeah. That's that was the one that taught me like about sort of more independent avant garde. Even though yeah. I mean Almodovar is not like the most avant garde, but um, I'd say I just remember. Oh, yeah. I mean that scene just sticks with me in my mind. Yeah. Like um, but you know at that time when you're like 17, you're going to college. I think there was like there still is this mythology that oh you got to be like Spielberg or PTA pick up a camera when you're like you know, out of the womb. Totally. Otherwise, you can't become a filmmaker, right? There's, like, the sense that you can't have multiple sort of careers over your lifetime, mm-hmm. that you have a calling. And at that time, I was like, oh, I never made a film, um, you know, going into NYU. So I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer, but, you know, I still love film, so I'm going to take yeah. these classes. But now that, you know, looking back at it, I, like, can trace when I wanted to actually be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I actually did direct, like, a film when I was nine years old. I did like this short Nike spec. What? I mean, it was, it's not like a film film, but they, we had like, you know, in fourth grade, they had this class assignment to like try to sell something, which is like the most American thing you could teach yeah, a, yeah. a nine-year-old. <laughs> and it was supposed to be like a written assignment or you're supposed to like draw up a advertisement. And I don't know what inspired me, but I just like borrowed my neighbor's VHS recorder and like made a Nike commercial with like Dion Sanders. I think Dion was like, he was either with like the Cowboys or the Falcons or the Redskins. Yeah. It was just yeah. like that time where um, he was like the hot shit. If this was, I was in fourth grade. I'm gonna date myself right now. It's it was like '92. Yeah, so he was a Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I yeah I remember making this Nike commercial for this assignment, and I was like, wait, I made a short film. Like now, yeah, I remember shot yeah. for shot like what this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's low angle. You get like there's a POV yeah, shot, yeah, like, yeah. all this. So. Now so that you I naturally, think about it, as a kid, you had an instinct of where to place the camera. Yeah, I don't know where that came from because, I mean, I could trace back when I, like, loved sort of visual storytelling. My parents, you know, they're refugees from Vietnam, and they um, they opened up a fabric store. They grew up in sort of, you know, in Silver Spring, but more than, like, Langley Park. So it's a the border of a PG County, which is yeah. um, sort of, like, you know darker part of, yeah, of yeah, Maryland, Prince yeah, yeah, Prince George's yeah. County, and then Montgomery County. And, um, you know, there were a lot of immigrant families, and they noticed a lot of immigrant families were, like, getting fabric from these, like, big stores and trying to buy fabric to, like, build, make clothes for their families, like like buying saris or, like, kente cloth or something yeah. like that. So, my, you know, my parents being Asian parents, they're just like, we should just buy this fabric from New York and sell it out of our truck 
And so they bought like all this fabric wholesale, mm -hmm. sold it out of their truck in yeah. Maryland, and they were making a lot of money and they saved enough to like open their own store wow. in Langley Park, Maryland. Genius. Yeah. And so, but you know, I was a five-year-old. My sister was 10. I was a cash cashier, yeah. of course, mm -hmm. at five. Um, and so, you know, this was like the late eighties. I didn't have, there weren't like Game Boys or iPads. So I was like working every weekend you know, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. at my parents' store. And I was like bored out of my mind. I'm a mm -hmm. five-year-old. Yeah. And so all I had to entertain me were these like, so my sister would cut the fabric. She would write up these invoices. The customers would give me the fabric and the invoice and I'd bring them up. Um, and at first they're like, who's this little five-year-old trying to, this cute little Asian boy trying yeah. to ring us up. And then I would just blow their minds. I would like ring wow. it up real quick. Like wow. you had math at five. Yeah, yeah. I was just That's starting crazy. to, I mean, I just saw numbers and stuff. And yeah. You know that scene like Beautiful Mind where you just yeah, see yeah, 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 like yeah. I was a little Asian kid. Or Ben Affleck, was, the accountant. Exactly. <laughs> but I was seeing like dollar signs. I then I put a tip jar out. Oh, I started getting because wow. people didn't believe me. They yeah. didn't think I was like they just thought yeah, I was he like was playing fucking around. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were yeah. like we're gonna do tips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, and my parents had me counting the money at the end of the day. So wow. I mean that. That's another story. That's but, impressive. Yeah, I like yeah. it. This is good to know. Yeah. Like as a mom to be, I'm like child labor Just have pays them, off. Like count your Absolutely. cash for and... sure. Oh, I'm like a hundred percent because we're same. Like I was, like I feel like I've gone to work every single day with my mom the, yeah. my entire life. I mean, so. it, at the time you think, oh, you know, fuck this. Like I want to. Yeah. It would be sad every morning, every Saturday morning. All the yeah. kids would be playing outside, and I'd be like going. You know, to work to work <laughs> yeah. yeah what the hell like <laughs> kids were like watching saturday morning cartoons yeah. and all that you're like um, I, the opening i was shift. like yeah at least i'm gonna make like some money today i guess right at yeah. five years old but i was as i was saying like all i had were like these pieces of paper and like the other side of the piece of paper was like a blank page mm -hmm. and so i just started drawing i was like doodling oh. drawing everything yeah. and by the end of the day like the trash can next to me was just like filled with my drawings and I realized I was like storyboarding. Now that I look back at it, I was like each piece of paper was a different scene. Yeah. And yeah. like, I wish I still had these pieces of paper. But um, yeah, I just was always thinking about stories and how to tell them visually. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it just like sort of like evolved. And, you know, I took every art class I could in elementary school. Mm -hmm. I was that kid like during lunch break, I'd be the kid in the studio, not going to the cafeteria, like working on my art project and things like that. Wow. Um, and so then I think that just like kind of like grew in me in a way. And yeah. like it's something that I've always loved doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel you where it's like, I didn't feel the same way, but I know a lot of people that are like, yo, when you hear Spielberg story or PTA story or any of these people who are kind of like in grew up in the business, like, damn, they had a head start on me. That's why they're good. But I was always like, well, I still want to do this and I don't have that head start. I was like, how, what are the things I've been doing that have prepared me to be a filmmaker? And I remember thinking that in my like, late teens that's when i started to think about like yo i, I want to be a filmmaker because i saw ben affleck matt damon and google hunting and i you're watched... naming a lot of ben affleck uh, oh yeah work. yeah yeah, I know, I know yeah. because well goodwill hunting was the movie that i was like oh a movie can make you feel like you're in there because hmm. like i, I yeah. had that movie just hit me and then i watched clerks and i was like yo this movie looks like shit 
but it's incredible. <laughs> this is the best shitty movie I've ever seen. And I was just like obsessed with Kevin Smith and obsessed. I always see him at Runyon. He's yeah, always I see walking him. Runyon all the time. Do you go to Runyon a lot? Yeah. Same. Bro, I love Kevin Smith. Yeah. I have not stopped him yet. And I may have even mentioned this on the pod, but I'm like obsessed. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, yeah, it, it was those things. And then I started to think about what are the things I've been doing that have prepared me as a filmmaker? And really what it was, I've been really observant about people and like their do's and don'ts and like ticks my entire life. Hmm. Like my entire life, I would watch how somebody walked or ate food or smelled things or did anything, almost like you're like profiling them for the FBI. And there was a point where I was like, yo, I think my strength is character. Like knowing that person's uh -huh. syntax and speech patterns and how they move and what they think, like that was how I was preparing, was studying people as yeah. characters. Yeah. And I read like uh, Mark Twain's autobiography and he said that he always, every single character he wrote was based on somebody he knew. Mm. And I was like, all right, word. Well, that's my experience. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit about camera, but like, I know that. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like in a way we're all preparing. If you want to be a filmmaker, you just have to take what you know and make it work for you in yeah. film. Totally. I mean, that's yeah. the best type of art too. It's like the art that like feels the most personal. It doesn't have to like be actually about your life but if you yeah. can like you say like take characters mm -hmm. from like your own perspective and your own experiences like that's what people that's like the type of work that i'm drawn to like things that feel personal even though there's no way that like how do you make a sci-fi film personal but yeah. you can yeah, i mean there's can, really great sure. films that are like that right yeah 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 and, like arrival and shit yeah. like that yeah. and it's like for sure i think all of us from a young age have a lens with which we're viewing the world from or a way that we like to process the world. For you, it was like, you could do math and you were writing and you were storyboarding, mm -hmm. right? Like you're creating scenes, it seems, right? And then for me, it was like, I was like profiling characters, like creating their memoir in my head. Yeah. But what, what about you? Like, was there any way, babe, you were kind of like processing or making sense of the world? You do draw. But, uh... Yeah, no, I was similar. Like I was really just like kind of, in my own world as a kid. I would doodle a lot, like read a lot, and just, yeah, I was very introspective. But like you, in that way, like I definitely saw things. I was like pragmatic. I was like, okay, cool. There's just certain things in life, like you said, people start really young and that's how it works for them. And by the time I was 18, I felt the same way. Like there was just certain things. I was like, oh, that's just not gonna happen for me. But now the older I get, the more I realize, like what you're both saying, even just the, your math, just being good at math probably helps I'm you. I'm good at money, know. probably not math. But, okay, but, but yeah, being yeah, good at money is even better. Like well, that I helps you ask, so much more making film. Let me ask right? you this way, right? If, if I think, if I boil down what I was curious about, yeah. I think it was like, why did you do that that way? Because I felt like adults were so stupid. I was watching oh. why like adults do things. And I'm like, yo, that doesn't make sense. Like nothing my parents did or their friends did mm -hmm. made sense. What's like an example of that? I'm just curious. Like. Okay, your mom and dad will talk shit about somebody and they show up at a party. Hey, so good to see you. I'm like, yeah. you were just talking shit about them. It didn't make sense to me. At the time. Yeah, at the okay. time to hang out with people that you didn't like or you talked mad shit about. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But I would be obsessed watching. Like my parents would bring me to some potluck that they didn't talk to me the whole time. And I'm just there watching. And I'm like, that person definitely does everything 
whack that my parents said they did Mm -hmm. my parents are being friendly and they brought a gift like what the fuck is going on (laughs) and then i'm like what is going on with my parents and i would just think about that or like when my dad got mad i'm like i wonder why he got so mad about that yeah like i wonder why he just locked me in the car like i was always trying to make sense because things didn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. but was there anything like that for you babe that just like grabbed your mind and you were like oh no like i was pretty observant of everything around me but i think i was very much in my own world like i was very i loved listening because i'm an only child and i was always around adults like if if we was all the cousins and whoever at like a family gathering i was chilling at the adults table and just listening to them talk like talk shit whatever and i just thought it was like so fascinating but i didn't i wasn't judging them or thinking they were stupid i was just like oh my god i can use this as like material yeah, to i can use this young. material to entertain myself yeah, yeah, but yeah, i'm an only yeah, child yeah. so i had to do, i had to do that a lot so i think i was just so invested in my inner world as a kid yeah um you definitely but I like definitely fantasy for like, sure definitely fantasy and i think i definitely thought about a lot as a kid like how I would be as an adult listening to these conversations. Like, am I going to feel the same? Like, am I going to be this part? Like, am I work? Like, what is that going to look like for me? I fantasized a lot about all of that stuff just because I was around it, hearing it all the time. Like, I feel like I was like a little 30-year-old at like seven. What about you in terms of just like... Like, was there like a thing that just like grabbed your mind? and When I'm like listening like parents and like older people? Well, no, or... just general. Like my thing was my parents didn't make sense to me. So mm-hmm. I think I was always trying to figure them out. Like always just like I was like a dog with strange owners, which I love now. Right. But I oh, just, like, like you were almost like a voyeur into like your parents world. Yeah. Like, you were sitting outside of it and watching them and being like, what the hell is going on? Here? Yeah. And also because they were like at this intersection with America. I was like, damn, everybody else outside our house does things this way and you guys do it this way. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> my parents are both the youngest in Chinese families. So it was like they were different than their aunts or uncles or whatever so my parents were just so strange to me in a in the best way i say that like lovingly like they Mm -hmm. captured my curiosity yeah and i was really curious about that my older cousin captured my curiosity for sure yes she was like my someone only child and she was i think we have maybe maybe eight or ten years between us and she was like my babysitter growing up we were always together always hung out with her and i just thought she was like I didn't understand her, really. We're polar opposites, but I thought she was the most fascinating person. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to be around to see what she was doing and, like, involved in her world. And I was like, I don't get it. It was so different than me. And she was such, like, I think just watching her become social and have friends and, like, being around that at a young age, I definitely was exposed to a lot of things. And I was like, whoa, do I like that? Like, am I going to want to sneak out on a Friday night Those and go to, like... good. Yeah. There's, I mean, a, there's a lot of good stories. It's really fascinating to see, because you're all talking about, like, similar scenarios with, like, totally yeah. different approaches, right? Like, totally. you're very curious about the process and the reason why behind things. And yeah. you're, you're, like, sort of, like, being present, putting your life into yeah. that. Yeah. I think I lean more towards you, Eddie. Just yeah. like I'm the type of person like if something happens, I wa- I go online, buy a book, have to read about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. dive deep oh, into yeah. like the meaning of like why this happens, and yeah. like I think it. I mean, 
at my age now, I'm more, it's again about curiosity, I think for myself is like, I just want to, and I, it's not that I want to be a know-it-all, but I just like want to understand the mechanics of something. Cause then it just helps me learn the mechanics of everything else. Yeah. Not yeah. that again, that I have to be an expert or learn how to actually do it. Yeah. But for me, it's just like fascinating, like totally. how things <clears throat> work and like sort of the, the origins and the genesis of different ideas. And yeah. yeah. That's definitely the question of like, I'm so weird about asking questions. Like I think my mind works where I'm like, this was the example for me. Do you have something like that? But it always takes a little yeah. bit, but your observation here is so accurate because you are much more present than me. We're, yeah, we're so different. You will think about something so deeply that I'll just be like, okay. Yeah. And then like the things that I think about don't make sense to you. Well, I think so, like light bulb went mm -hmm. off. I was like, I think in life generally, you're present and you feel it and you're like, how does it feel? Yeah. I'm For like, sure. why did that person do that? What was the motivation? You're like reason. She's like intuition. <gasps> yeah. This is so like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a feeler for sure. You're a feeler. And like, I feel, but as soon as I feel, I'm like, why? And mm -hmm. I'm also like, why did that person make that choice? I'm always trying to understand the motivation and intention behind people's choices, which is why when we argue, I'm always talking about mm. intention. Yes. And you're always talking about how you feel. Yes. And that's where we get lost. Yeah. You're probably good at writing character then, because then you know, you understand like the context, the backstory of like oh, why totally. someone would do something. Right? Yeah. The like motivations. I love auditioning. We can't audition now. Strike. Yeah. But like I really, I really love yeah. writing from the perspective of like the why character. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love a two hander in a film, so you see both perspectives. I always feel like my way of writing. I've always felt is show people opposing choices, mm -hmm. opposing outcomes, opposing truths, and let them figure it out in between. I don't like telling people what to think, but the note I get the most back is like, yeah. say what you're thinking, say what you're thinking. And I'm more like, I'd rather show you and you can figure out how you feel. And they're like, I, I need more of a like hard, mm -hmm. I need a line from your character here. Mm -hmm. That's always the note I get is like, but what's the note you give, like, as a, you know, as a director, like? Yo, a lot of times the note I give is whose POV is this from, this scene. Most of the time when I help people and I read their scripts, I'm just like, yo, your tone is the most important thing, right? I think tone is the hardest thing to grasp in a film. And I'm always looking at the script and being like, okay, you set the tone here. Do you ca carry it through? If the tone shifts, is there a reason for the tone shift? And is it clear whose point of view it's coming from now? Because I think that's what people usually forget to do is when a tone shifts, reestablish the POV or maintain the POV mm -hmm. as the tone shifts. So I'll always kind of work with the writer or person about that. And then also thinking about like, where is the camera? You know, because a lot of writers aren't directors mm -hmm. and I'm just like, yo, where's your camera? because that is gonna tell you a lot about like how this scene is gonna move. I know that sounds weird, but I'm always like, think about where your camera mm -hmm. is in this scene. Cause I usually know where the camera is, you know? And my one of my favorite directors working now is like Hiro Mirai. And I like to go watch shows that he directs on and watch the episode before he directs, like in Barry season one. I like watching, I believe it's like episode three is 
one director and he comes on in episode four and you can see the distance change between subject and camera mm -hmm. and it's just that that's the weird shit i'll be thinking about that's the weird shit what about you no i'm into that too like i, I mean <laughs> it's harder nowadays to like have, watch tv series that are director driven right because it's like i mean hero like barry Atlanta, obviously, like those shows are very director driven. And that's why, I mean, I am drawn to, the, to that yeah. type of series. But like other shows, like you kind of are just like a cog in the machine, yeah. which, you know, but when you can tell it, it's such a subtle thing to like not direct the shit out of something. Yeah. But also feel like it's been like you're being guided by a hand that you trust. Yeah. Like yeah. whenever I watch a film, like, and it's kind of fucked up, but I almost can tell, like, usually in the first 10 minutes, whether or not I'll, I'll generally be into that film because I want to feel like someone is guiding me. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I come five into the house. Minutes. Yeah. I swear, okay. five, five minutes, minutes you know. We I'll burn, just watch it through, We will though. burn through so many movies. Oh. We're like, oh, I know. Because it's oh. tone. Yeah. yeah. I always watch it through because, like, an ending could still save a film. But it's really rare. I mean, I just, I've never I got walked respect out on a for film you. before. That's yeah. respect. I yeah. walk out on films all the I time. I slept through many films. Yeah. But Del Toro <laughs> talks about this like, sleeping in a film is actually not a bad thing because you feel like yeah. safe. Yeah. It's like you're the comforted. places that you fall asleep in is like a place of sanctuary, right? Yeah. And so if you're, you feel safe in that film, then it's See, all right. I, I yeah. go the Shakespeare it's, route, the Midsummer Night's Dream, where it's like, laughing at the people the droolers who would fall asleep at the globe theater and i'm on the side that's like you should engage your mind should be active yeah. I'm, but i'm annoying but like you know for you right like i feel like when you watch a movie your first thing is is like do i care about this character yeah because if you don't care about the or person you're out can i be in the world okay. yeah. like it's just if I can't get into the world, I'm not going to be able to get in. Like, I can't watch it. But there are movies that I do feel like aren't the best. And I definitely feel you. Like, I have comfort movies that I will fall asleep to. And I just, that's what I like it for. I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know what it is. I sleep well that's to Curb. Love. When okay. we watch Curb, I fall asleep. It's great, mm -hmm. great Cameron sleep. Enthusiasm. Great sleep. Yeah. That's Planet your lullaby, Earth. the theme song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Curb, Planet Earth, and totally. then... Uh, the penguin. There's a there's a there's an unscripted show about a penguin family. Okay. And I believe I feel like South it's Africa. Scripted because they're it like narrating be. the penguins' characters. I think they do the the narration after. I think they write all the VO after. That's what I mean. And they Is watch that the name scripted? of the show. This sounds pretty. Oh penguin Town. Yes, okay. Penguin Town. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Hottest, cutest show ever. Okay. I'd be falling it's asleep. Unscripted. Okay. It unscripted. Reminds... There's like this film that I watched. Um, I think Bro, these it's... penguins be cheating on each. It's like yeah, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, that's why they have like characters. Penguins. They're like, oh they're like, okay. Filipina is cheating on yeah. Lewis and like doing this whole thing. But this is like, all produced what? by. I mean, I need to maybe. This might that, be the perfect show. They literally like have them talking to each it other. It has everything we like, love. The world is phenomenal for you and for the fantasy sure. of it all. But there's also the... humans in the world because it's in South Africa on this beach where there's a lot of humans coming in and out. So they'll oh, be like talking shit about the humans. It's like Boulder Beach and. No. Cape Town? Or where yes. is it? Yes, 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 yes. You might see me walking yes. by like yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Bro, you gotta check this out. It's and, really cool. And it's like they tell you why the penguins just did this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm satisfied. Like sometimes now. the dad doesn't come back. 
Okay. He do like they went give? out for food so and he doesn't so come sad. back. Do they it's give so voices to these penguins in a way, or is I it just narrated? One, one or... narrator, but they can definitely okay. give them personalities. Okay, okay. Like there's like the different personalities of the different yeah. families. So it's like and... those old school like nature films yes. where they would just like. But penguins make their life. Yeah, yeah. So they follow the same families because they just mate over and over. They're they're married. Dude, it's so sad. Like yeah. sometimes the dad the will just they go out to get food they and they back. get eaten by a seal and you're just like, oh my god. And then they have like wow. literally like wide shot of like the little like baby penguins, like, where's my dad? We were I'm kind like, of oh like, Oh my god, like we, my trauma. So remember yeah. that time we were doing we were like we were hooking up watching the show and then we heard the dad died and we both were just like, yeah, bro, like, like there's, too much. there's no sex in the champagne yeah. room anymore. Like it was too much. He, I, was I think like, you go, did you just hear that? I was like, I think he died. And I rolled off and it was just like over. It like wasn't, it wasn't the over. good type of daddy trauma. No, <laughs> was like, it was bad not, daddy shit. I was like, the like, penguin dad like died. Like, oh, yeah. Take yeah. your dick out of me. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go there though. You've been. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. We want to go. For we sure. want to go meet the penguins yeah. so bad. It's cool. I wonder if there's there's like a lot more tourists there because of the show now. I don't I think know. the show is like a hit though. Oh, I don't not. think many people know about it because we were for a second we were like running around telling everyone about it. No They're like never this. heard I mean, of I've this. Never this heard is of it, like so. where where is it on? I think it's on like A and E. No, no, okay. no. Netflix okay. most slept on show, Penguin Town. Penguin That's Town. really yeah. phenomenal show. It reminds me. There's like this documentary I saw like a couple years ago about like a skate park in south america i forgot if it was like chile or Costa Rica? Uh, argentina no it's mm -hmm. either one of those but it's like the skate park is full of stray dogs and so this filmmaker basically follows these stray dogs like this whole group of them and assigns like a skateboarder to each of these stray dogs so it makes it seem like these stray dogs are just talking to each other as the skateboarders. Oh, I love that. Like, it's just like their voiceover. That's fun. It's, it's amazing. I'll send you, you a Yeah, what's the name? Yeah, I, I forgot the that. name of the film. I got to look okay, it up. Okay, you got to send that. It just reminded me of Penguin Town. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I okay. love stuff like that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. do you know, Julia, Julius, I think, is giving me the signal. But anything else you want to share with the listeners, Bao? Anything I mean, else on the agenda? I'm, no, anything you want to ask, I'm open. I'm an open book, but I'm, I'm good. You, <laughs> that's the best answer yet. I'm good. Know. No other perspective asks, you know, before we like, you know, play matchmaker here for you. Perspective ask. Yeah, of, like, you know, perspective asks. No, I, tr I trust. All know. right. Anyone interested in the comments, just leave a big thumbs up for Bao. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be crickets thank you for coming on the pod bro thank you sure. thanks for seriously having me. Yeah. we really this, this, this was, was fun yeah we were excited for this yeah uh if you haven't seen be water watch be water definitive documentary on bruce lee for sure my favorite i learned a lot um shouts 50th anniversary of bruce lee i, I just will say i think this is a man, a human, a person who should be studied forever. Like there are certain people who have like come through modern American history. And I'm like, that person should be taught. I think Bruce Lee is one of the people who like should be taught, you know? Yeah. I wonder about that a lot. It's like, you know, when you study ancient Egypt, it's like Cleopatra, you know, I'm like she should be taught. Jane Burke and Bruce Lee both should be taught. I agree. Jane Birkin for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Val. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.